So this Sunday, we're starting a new sermon series entitled The Heart of Mission, as you can see right there. And the subtitle of that is Sharing the Good News in Everyday Life. The season that we're in right now is the Epiphany season, from here until Lent. And the Epiphany season is about how God has revealed himself to all people. And so it's a season of mission. It's a season where we're reminded of God's mission to the world. And this season, we're going to be focusing on not just global mission, but particularly local mission. That God has given each and every one of us a mission to our coworkers, to our friends, to our neighbors, to share the good news with them in everyday, normal kind of ways. Therefore, we're having a, a handful of different preachers come and share how they share the faith in normal ways. Because what we believe is the heart of mission is the church. And the church is God's people. It's each and every one of you. So I'm excited to invite up Lenny Konchowitz. Lenny is German-born, but he is working in Northern Ireland in Belfast. And they're doing, him and his wife Callie are doing church planning as well as working with university students. So each and every day, he's working with young people who don't know Jesus. Young people who don't know the gospel or maybe know the gospel as a concept but they don't know gospel, the gospel as a relationship with Jesus. So I'm excited that he's going to be preaching to us. And let's pray for him right now. So join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Lenny. And I pray that you would speak through him today. Lord, I pray you would pour your spirit into his mind. That his words would be your words. And I pray for this congregation. That we could receive those words and be empowered by them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor Dan. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's so wonderful to be here. My name is, is Lenny. I'm from Germany. Um, I'm 32 years old. I hope I look younger. Um, <laughs> once you lose your head, you, you, people think you're 10 years older. Uh, hair, not head. It is a head. Once you... <laughs> Once you lose your head, you're really in trouble. Um, <laughs> thank God I'm not that, that old yet. So I'm here with my wonderful wife, and we're, she's from here. We're visiting family, um, Pat Thurman and Lisa Thurman, who many of you probably know. And um, Julie's in town, too, the sister. And then we have another brother, Jay. So we're here for family, and we're here to visit with some of our friends and partners, because we're missionaries in Northern Ireland, Belfast. And your church has been amazing partners of ours. Not just the church as a church, but many of you as individuals have been partnering with us and praying for us and supporting us financially. And from all our hearts, thank you so much. Thank you for investing in us. Thank you for being part of what's happening in Ireland and Northern Ireland. If you want to get some updates or news, we're happy to talk with you later more. And we just want to encourage you and bring you good news that the kingdom of God is growing and is expanding, and the light of God is shining, and the glory of the Lord is covering the earth as the water covers the sea. And do not believe anybody who tells you differently. Okay, the God is a God of hope, and the gospel is a gospel of hope, and the kingdom is a kingdom that ever increases, 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 and is growing. The kingdom of God never shrinks back from darkness. And many people say, oh, Europe is such a tough place and it's so hard and so difficult. And, and maybe, but guess what? Good news. God is not sitting on the throne, biting his, his, his fingernails, hoping that everything work out in Europe at some point. God is not hoping. God is knowing that everything will work out for his glory and his good pleasure in Europe. 
and we're privileged to be part of that. And we're in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Maybe some of you know uh, some of the history. Belfast has been very divided for centuries between Catholics and Protestants. They hate each other. They used to throw bombs at each other. And now they set up over 90, 9090 walls throughout the whole city to divide Catholic from Protestant neighborhoods. And um, <clears throat> all in the name of, of church somehow. And it's, it's ugly. But we're so grateful to be there and to help rediscover again the value of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And my wife and I, we specifically work with college students. We try to reach and disciple the next generation of believers. And we've had an amazing time on, on campus there with some of the students. We've been investing in, in, their, in their leadership development, their character. We're um, meeting needs. We're meeting needs in the society and we form authentic relationship with these students, and that has been such a pleasure for us. And one thing that we learned over this last year, at least I learned that, and I'm just going to repeat um, what I said in the first service. Whenever I, I learn something, I like to share it with somebody, and my wife signed up to being that person when she married me. She probably didn't know what she was getting into because I keep her awake many times at night, and I share all these deep revelations with her that I have, and, and she's just smiling and sleeping and <clears throat> I've learned not to get offended by that and um, anyways what the Lord really has been putting on my heart over this last year is is one very simple practical truth that I want to leave you with on this morning as we talk about evangelism and that is that the kingdom of God is in relationships the kingdom of God is where two people meet where authentic relationships are formed and where God, through his Holy Spirit, works through you to impact another person's life in a powerful, positive, deliberating way. That is the kingdom of God. And I don't know what image you've had growing up as a Christian or having heard the commandments from the Bible that say, go into all the world and make disciples and preach the gospel and seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. And we pray every Sunday repeatedly in the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. For 2,000 years, people have been praying, your kingdom come, your kingdom come. And my mindset was a bit off, I think, when it came to that. I always thought that something would come literally down from heaven, some, some city, some empire would, would come down and, and suddenly there is the kingdom of God. And I, I started realizing that the kingdom of God is, is not a matter of, of seeing it come on the outside. It's something that God has put into our hearts through his Holy Spirit and he wants to release it through us into relationships because the kingdom of God is in relationships. And maybe you felt awkward like I have. I felt so awkward many times trying to share Jesus with people. Oh gosh, I hate talking people into something. I don't like that. You know, it makes me, I'm not a salesperson for Jesus. You know, I'm not trying to sell the gospel. You know, it's, I've had so many awkward <laughs> situations. And I remember one, my, my friend, we went out to dinner and he, wanted, he asked me about faith because he saw me praying at some point and I became so embarrassed and I, I, I escaped to the bathroom and, and I prayed as I was leaning against the wall. I made sure I'm alone in the bathroom. <clears throat> Otherwise, that would have been really weird. Um, 
Yeah, so I was standing there praying, Father, forgive me that I'm not telling my friend that I believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Lord doesn't answer every prayer. And that was one of those. Because the moment I went back to my friend, he asked me all these questions about faith and about Jesus. And there I was, and I had to give all these answers, and I felt so insecure. And again, I realized over the years that the kingdom of God is not in us talking the perfect talk, speaking the perfect words, hopefully not misrepresenting God. You know what? God is way too big for you to mess him up. Okay, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Okay, we, we, I mean, we can make mistakes, yes, but if we want to share our hearts with people and the gospel, you, you know, you will, you will do great. And I want to encourage you to move from trying to speak and talk into doing and connecting first with somebody's heart in an authentic and powerful way. I love the scripture that we read this morning in Luke 4. It's such a beautiful description of why Jesus came to earth. He came to heal the brokenhearted, to set the blind free, to set the captives free. He basically came to, to impact individuals, human beings, lives. He came to impart the kingdom of God into relationships. He didn't just come and, and float, hovering over the ground, downloading some nice wisdom that we could live by and then disappearing in the clouds. No, he came to, to get his hands dirty. He came and he played. He touched the lepers that nobody wanted to touch. He had prostitutes come up to him and wet his feet with their tears and wipe the tears with her hair. And he allowed all that to happen and people were shocked. He allowed to, to break out of the bondage of, of organized religion of his day to reach the hearts of people. He came and he said, give me those people, give me those broken, give me those lost. I want them, I need them. He came to us because his kingdom, the kingdom that he announced was released through those relationships. It's beautiful. And when you read the gospels, when you read those, those stories of how Jesus changed people's lives, one of my favorite ones here, I'm going to read a few verses to you in Luke 19, is about this tax collector, Zacchaeus, who was a sinner in the eyes of everybody. He cheated money out of people's pockets and he had way too much money and everybody hated him. And he was very small, uh, a wee little man, like Belfast people say, we, everything, everything is we and we means little and he was a wee man. In the first sermon, I came up with a, with a rhyme. The wee man climbed on a tree to see Jesus. He was wee, he climbed the tree to see Jesus. And he saw Jesus coming, and here's Jesus coming, and he, he doesn't preach at Zacchaeus and says, Oh, you sinner, oh, you don't know how badly you will burn in hell if you do not repent. No, I love what Jesus said to reach Zacchaeus' heart, to pierce through all the hardness and greediness of his heart, to get right to the point, he says something very deeply, profoundly, and powerfully. Hey, I want to have dinner with you tonight. I must come and have dinner with you. <laughs> what an amazing, simple thing to say. And in verse 6 it says, so Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed him gladly. When was the last time 
that a notorious sinner in your neighborhood welcomed you gladly into his home for dinner, gladly. Most sinners that meet us Christians, they're not very glad when they meet us, right? Because we often come across as judging, condemning, all that kind of thing. But this, this man invited Jesus gladly. He was happy to have him at home. And then the people, the religious folks, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. I wish I, I would have been a fly on the wall that evening when Jesus had dinner with Zacchaeus. I wish I would have watched and heard the conversations they must have had. The Bible doesn't tell us what they were talking about. Apparently, it wasn't really so significant. Otherwise, it would probably be in here. Jesus didn't have that secret magic gospel formula that he downloaded on Zacchaeus and then bang, he, he repented. I think what this, what this situation is supposed to communicate to us is that the gospel of the kingdom is in connecting with somebody in a real and authentic way and not with seeing that person as a sinner but as a future child of God. And that's what Jesus saw. He didn't see Zacchaeus' past. He saw his future. He saw this is going to be one of my brothers. And so Jesus called forth the true identity in Zacchaeus just by having dinner with him. I love that. We, we, we love doing that with our students. We have them over for Thanksgiving dinners. We, we eat with them. And I'm not saying that we should only do these kind of things, but I, I promise you, if you are intentional about doing something like that, there will automatically be opportunities for you to then share as well. But there needs to be a bridge built first if you want to reach somebody. There needs to be trust built first. Otherwise, people won't really listen much to what we have to say. The Apostle Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians, um, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And the Holy Spirit is with each and every one of you. Those of you who have said yes to Jesus, the Bible says that you received an anointing an anointing from God, the same anointing that came on Jesus to heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free, heal the blind, that same anointing the Father has placed into your heart. You don't know, I don't know, we don't know what powerhouses we are for God. And the devil is trying everything he can to keep us low in our self-esteem and in our sin, in our, in our little sin and darkness and make us, and paint this picture of the world in our minds that is so ugly and, and evil. When in reality, God has given you everything to be a light, to impact people, to shine the gospel, not through words primarily, but by impacting people's lives, by inviting yourself over to somebody and having dinner, watching football together or soccer in my, in my case. I, I never watch football really unless I'm here in the States because you can hardly see anything else, right? <laughs> you know, one day soccer will rule <laughs> and then the kingdom of God shall be very close um, <laughs> gosh I'm 
I hope I don't get stoned later. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this in the USA. Um, anyways, let's get back spiritual. Where was I? So let's invite ourselves over. Let's have people over. Let's fellowship. Let's be real. Let's meet people's needs. I want to encourage you to think of three people this week that do not know Jesus and that have never experienced the power of God and the kingdom of God. You know, in Belfast, a pastor told me the other day, um, he said, Lenny, for centuries, people have heard the gospel in Belfast, but they have not seen the gospel. They have not experienced it. And I think it's a bit similar sometimes here, maybe, in, in the Bible Belt, as I was told this is called here. Churches everywhere. You cannot really live here without ever hearing some kind of gospel message. I mean, churches everywhere, uh, signs everywhere, radio stations everywhere, movies, TV channels. I mean, it is almost impossible not to hear the gospel at some point when you grow up. But the question is, how many have experienced? How many have seen demonstrated? How many have seen with their own eyes the gospel of the kingdom, of the power of the kingdom of God? And when I started seeing it in my own life, that is what changed me and that is what gave me hope to go and preach that gospel because I realized, man, we really have good news. It is really good news. And it starts by me connecting with another person caring for that person, becoming that person's shepherd in a way. And becoming a source of encouragement and hope and power for that person. Maybe starting with a dinner, maybe a lunch. You know, people don't care how much we know unless they know how much we care. People are not willing to listen to us in all our wisdom if we're not willing to first unconditionally show love to them. That's why people follow Jesus around everywhere, because he just loved unconditionally. And I want to invite you, think of your neighbor who maybe has lost his job, maybe a family you know that had a miscarriage and don't know. We had a miscarriage last September, my wife and I, and it was painful, we grieved, but at the same time, the power of the gospel of the kingdom was present to say, hey, that little one is with our Father in heaven right now. What an amazing hope. What an amazing hope. That's what people need. We have a million refugees, Syrian refugees in Germany at the moment. And, you know, I don't want to go into the politics of if it's all good or all bad. All I know is that there is a refugee family that really needs help. And so the question for me as a Christian is, what can I do to demonstrate the power and the unconditional love of the kingdom of God to that Syrian refugee family that is in Germany now? And maybe you know a Syrian refugee family here or another refugee family. Anybody that, that you know is desperate, how can you become the gospel to those people? I want to encourage you to think about that, to pray about that. And finally, I also want to encourage you to, to think about relationships you already have inside this church, maybe inside the family with other Christians. Oh, some of the most hurtful things can often happen between Christians. And this morning, I want to encourage you, build the kingdom of God, release the kingdom of God into the relationships you have inside the church. 
We've seen the power of division in Belfast, and we see these more than 90 walls separating one group of Christians from another group of Christians. Please do everything you can to live in peace with one another. Jesus says, if you go to the altar to worship, and you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift and go back to your brother and reconcile with him first. You know why? Because his kingdom is a kingdom that lives in relationships more than in religious performance and singing songs and bringing sacrifice. These things are good, but they are not the priority of the kingdom of God. Relationships are the priority. So go and find those three people. Go start praying. Ask the Lord, give me those people that I can be used to empower with the kingdom of God. We are on the winner's side. We cannot lose. It's a good, it's a good battle that we signed up for. It's an amazing battle. Your lives will be changed. Think about the testimonies, the stories you will be able to tell when you realize and see how God uses you as an instrument of his eternal power and love. Think about how these pews will suddenly be full with people that have experienced and seen and not just heard the gospel here in Florida. Imagine how that will influence this whole city, this whole area, all of the United States. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples of the United States of America by reaching your neighbor that have never witnessed and seen the power of the gospel. Go and find those three people because the kingdom of God is in those relationships. Don't be afraid, don't be scared. You will do great. The Holy Spirit is in you and with you. And if you have not received him yet, ever, please receive him today. <laughs> please be reconciled to him and invite Jesus into your life. Let us pray. Father, thank you for, for your truth, for your word. Thank you for your love and your life for us. Thank you that we were born with a purpose for a time as this. And I thank you for this wonderful church, for this wonderful people. And I pray that you would refresh this morning our understanding of what it means to be a child of God and to be anointed with the Holy Spirit himself so that we can go and build the gospel and build the kingdom. I ask you, Father, that you would empower us again and that you would open doors for us and that you would show us people that we can reach out to. And I'm already thanking you now for all the testimonies and all the witnesses that we will hear. Thank you that your kingdom is coming and that your will is being done. And may you use us to fulfill that prayer that we pray every week. Your kingdom come, your will be done, Father, through us on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.